It's Late Night Syrup Live, produced by Wafflebox. I am Mike Fish, and I am joined by tonight's guest, podcaster, stand-up comedian. Yeah, you do it. Whatever, yeah. it's true. Yeah. It's Katie Gonzalez from What The Psychology Podcast. How you doing, Katie? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Now, I'm just, between me and you, I'm worried now. My commercial's not going to play properly now. Not, uh, it's like all going wrong. Um, whatever. you got to roll with the punches. We'll how, how are you? I'm good. It's been a last stressful couple of weeks, but overall, doing pretty good. <laughs> What's been stressful? Is it something you want to talk about? Oh, it's just school. I... I'm doing school, lots of volunteer work, and of course the podcast, so it can be overwhelming. <laughs> what are you studying? What are you studying for? Behavioral health. Yeah. Right, for those who uh, are listening to this who have no fucking idea what that is. Good luck. <laughs> like me. What is what is behavioral health? It is, well, it's a degree plan, and it's very similar to psychology, but you can take other classes as well that go towards your major, such as like gerontology, public health, sociology, social work. So it's more of a variety versus just psychology focused. So pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So where's where's the, what's the end, what's the end game there? So I actually graduate in May, so in a few months. And then I just applied a few days ago for a master's program in clinical mental health counseling. So the end goal is to get my master's, get licensed, and be a counselor. So, yeah, very psychology-focused. <laughs> you getting your life together. Just a little bit. <laughs> so is, is that, so is that the whole... So how long, again, has that, I guess, been in the works has this been kind of something you've always wanted to do you've always been fascinated in because obviously we're going to lead into the podcast which i'm assuming right. is is leaning so where that's where did this kind of whole dream begin where did this fascination begin you're gonna be surprised um oh was it like a, a tom hanks movie or something no I no, saw big and i was like you know what i want to get into psychological things hey you know, that could be part of it. <laughs> um, I've always been fascinated with true crime and things like that. But what actually hit me was probably a year and a half ago when I was trying to decide what my major was going to be. That's when I decided I wanted to pursue psychology. Uh, I had my own mental health struggles too, so that was also a big influencer. But... Um, first I was going to go like general admin and then I took a psychology class and I fell in love. So it just reaffirmed like, this is what I want to do. So, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. I, so I had a friend back in England who was doing like psychology stuff. Yeah. And so I, so I said to them, I was like, wow, you're going to be like in psychology and stuff. So does that mean that I can tell you? A little bit about myself and then you can kind of dive deeper into like my psyche and tell me more about myself and her response was no it's psychology i'm not psychic and i was like no that's not what i meant i think you misunderstood what i was saying there but uh bless her she's doing well she's doing well for herself you kind of um, can't but it depends <laughs> it really depends she's the she was the smartest dumb person I knew. Or was it the dumbest smart person? I don't know. One of those. Anyway. Um, so, and then that brings us forward to the podcast. What? Uh, so, okay. How do you pronounce your podcast? Because whenever I've been promoting this show, I've always just found myself going, so yeah, I'm going to be talking to Katie from the What the Psychology Podcast. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a play on words in a sense, because, of course, you know, they explicit it. But... What yeah. the fiddlesticks? Yep, that. Yeah, what the mother trucker? <laughs> what the fudgeticals? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so I 
actually got into podcasts because my friends, they knew I was into true crime stuff. So they recommended a few for me to actually listen to. And so I was like, oh, this is really cool. And what I noticed a lot is sometimes they would say, oh, this person had this mental disorder or they would talk about like their the childhood or something. And but they never really dived too much into it. And I was like, oh, well, that could be caused by this or that could be based on this theory or. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I should start my own podcast and dive deeper into that subject matter. And then other people could gain more understanding when they listen to other podcasts or even just some of it's not even more of the true crime stuff. It's just about life stress. Um, you're a salesman, so you might hate me, <laughs> but I recently did episodes about um, compliance and manipulation and I didn't oh. really rag on salesmen, but there's a lot of psychology techniques that they use. And so 100%. It's kind of like, it's kind of like they use this so just beware but us as humans naturally use some of them too without even realizing it so yeah that's kind of what got me started and it helps with my studies a lot too because then i'm like when we'll we'll be learning something in class i'm like oh i did an episode about this and i already know a little bit so it helps with my studies as well so because isn't it supposed to be well there's something that you're kind of getting into true crime stories as well because i know you've done a couple of episodes on like major crime stories but recently i guess in the last couple of episodes around like the holidays and new year you've kind of been leaning i guess a little bit more into the whole human psyche but it's also like i guess i like it that in terms of it's, it starts off almost like a dear diary and then you kind of take that and meld it into the subject of the podcast if that makes it's if i'm yeah. summarizing it right so is that something that you've enjoyed that little mini trans i know it's not a huge transition it's only a couple of episodes but is that something where you see it taking it more or do you kind of do you see yourself bouncing between that and bringing up some true crime stuff as well i think it's definitely going to be a bounce uh because when I first started, I was like, oh, this is going to be solely true crime. But then I saw the benefit of uh, just talking to other friends that have dealt with trauma or some of my military friends that have P PTSD or people that have friends or family that deal with different things. And I'm like, oh, this could be really beneficial where I talk about those things as well. And it's also about trying to crush the stigma of mental health as well. Like, why don't we dive in and talk about these things and educate people as well? And so that's been a big goal as well. So I think I'm still going to do both because I think we're all interested in the dark, like dark ominous things as well, naturally as humans, some more than others. But <laughs> it's also healthy, though, too. So, yeah. I guess that's probably my answer for that. Do you see it as a, so what was your, I mean, I know you went to podcasting because you've got almost like inspired by others, but you saw like, okay, I, I can take that and I can do my own spin on it. But do you talking about like mental health and things like that? Do you almost see the podcast as some kind of almost like a self therapy session? Like as if like you can kind of get that out there and. Hello, it's me calling. Yeah, sorry, no. I just had to... Damn, like, Apple Watch. Anyway, carry on. There's a free plug, Apple. Right, they're Apple. Where's my? Go get your Apple. Go get your Apple stuff. But you have to buy your charger adapter separate, fuckers. Anyway. <laughs> um, in a sense, yes, because I do share a lot of information about myself as well especially when I talked about anxiety and depression, I talked about how I deal with those things as well. I've also recently did a episode about goals and I talked about some of my own personal goals and how I'm handling those things. So in a sense, it is self therapy because I relay that information out too, but it's also to be relatable. And I want people to know, like I'm a genuine person doing this and I, deal with my own struggles too so 
I'm not just someone talking about psychology and things that I'm studying. It's also very personal to me as well. So in a sense, yeah, it's definitely self-therapy. It's a hobby. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we should get more of these on, though, because at the end of the day, no matter where you think you are, this is just my opinion, whether you think you're doing well, you think bad, I think you should just be able to talk about everything. Because I remember, I don't know if you're familiar with a man named Stephen Fry. He's an English gentleman. Anyway, there's a man. Look him up on YouTube. He's fantastic. He started for comedian and he's kind of a thing. Anyway, he just basically talked about mental health on one of his special type things. And he's like very strange in that, like... If someone was to say, oh, I have asthma, everyone would be like, oh, okay, it's cool, yeah. But if you say, oh, I have mental health problems, they're like, oh, shit, oh, change the subject, ah! It's like, it should be just like, oh, shit, you have mental health, oh, what are you doing for that? Just talk about it, just talk about it, man. It's all good, it's all good. Um, where do you see it going? Where's the evolution of your, before we go, I'm going to dive into you, and learn about you in a minute. Sure. Uh, but where's where does where do you see it going evolu evolutionarily wise the podcast uh, do you want to take it just going to keep trucking along where do you want to go into other platforms like maybe i know before we went live we were talking about like taking into video and things like that where do you kind of see yourself i'm still like a job interview or something where do you see yourself in three years katie dead in a ditch no <laughs> that's very odd fucking hell it took a left turn that's very ominous just kidding <laughs> um well i do have a few things in the works that i'm kind of working out now because one thing that's really inspired me is there's a story on twitter or and it's been on the news too but there's this dad who his son went missing in arizona you might have seen me like retweet a lot of his stuff but this dad literally went from like drove all the way from one of the Carolinas to Phoenix, and he has been conducting searches like every weekend on his son, and like the police have not been very helpful. Well, recently they have been, but at the beginning they weren't. And there's a lot of suspicion behind this case and how his son went missing. And so I really wanna bring attention to those type of things too. So I don't know if it's gonna make a slight direction i think i'm still going to do all the other stuff but i think it's also important to get cases like that out there in the open to bring awareness of this person is missing and like there hasn't been a lot of attention um i know where i'm from we had a an autistic boy like last year go missing uh literally walked from school and was last seen at a gas station and has been missing ever since. So it's like there's cases that we don't hear about world, worldwide or even national level. It's just, oh, this person went missing and the only people that are really putting in the work to get the word out is their parents, their loved ones, and maybe people that are on podcast platforms because I know I've listened to other podcasts and they do that a lot too. And I feel like we need to get those stories out there too. So, uh, yeah, that and I have a friend who her mother was murdered when she was like a baby. And so I'll probably bring her on in the future as well. Uh, Wait, so. her mom was? Her mom was, she, was murdered when she was when, a baby? Right, yeah. And so uh, <laughs> Wait, so she was a baby? Yep. Not the mom? Right. That so she weird. wasn't like, oh, when my mum was a baby, she was murdered. Was right. Like, where the fuck did you come from? So, <laughs> yeah. okay, she was a baby. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. She came and from was it, like, unsolved still? They're going to trial in the summer. They do have and a How long ago was that? <laughs> my friend's probably in her 30s, 40s. Fucking hell. Yeah. And she's also <laughs> African-American, and I know there's a disparity there. So it's like, I believe there's some statistics to back that one up. Right. Yeah. So it's, I want to get her story out and I respectfully emailed her. Hey, you know, we were in the air force together. So we're 
really good friends and I told her what I was doing. She's like, I would love to come on there and talk about it. And I was like, I really want to focus on your mom and what kind of person she was and get that story out there. Cause it's crazy how it's taken all these years. And I get, I get that the legal system and prosecution, they have to have all their ducks in a row to, they only have one shot, right. To prosecute mm. someone. So it's, I understand that, but it's like, it's just crazy how it can take so long and how in some cases it some cases there's evidence that's planted or they are strictly targeting someone and in other cases it's not even that it's just they get that tunnel vision on one person and i think there's a st i think if there's a, st uh, a statistic that nine percent i think it's nine percent of uh, let me see. I had a, no, I don't have the book with me. Oh, uh, I thought we had a post-it note with that stat on, just in case. Just to, all right. Just in case this nine, needs to come up. I think it's 9% of death row inmates are actually proven innocent. So, it might be not, it might be a higher... That's a whole rabbit hole to go to, because in England, we've banished the whole death penalty, because you don't want to kill someone, and then... Like a year later, go, right. oh shit, that guy was innocent? Oops, how bad. Yeah, and I I think a lot of people have different opinions. I think, well, I know personally, I used to be so much pro death penalty because I'm like, how could these people commit these crimes? And now I'm more like on the fence of it's like, I think it depends case by case. Like, is there really so much evidence where you can prove it? But then there's still of, you have judges who in the beginning they have the chance of allowing evidence in or not allow, allowing evidence in it's like some of it's valid but sometimes it's like not valid at all so it's kind of like until the system is better i don't really think it should be a thing but it also depends it's kind of case to case at least in my opinion that's where i go on that but yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of murder, yeah. um, I'm just going to bring in uh, one of our live comments. We've got Ronnie coming in. So, hey, y'all, I'm listening while doing some work. Uh, so this is Ronnie, who hey, Ronnie. does the Rambling Ronnie podcast. Oh, I added them. I have them on my listen. Yeah, I'm going to be a guest on their show on Tuesday. This is going to be a new Ooh. release. And she asked me because she apparently she wants she, but for ages she's wanted someone to talk to about the movie Sleepaway Camp. I haven't seen that, but me neither. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, sure, I'll do it." And I watched it, and goddamn, I never met Ronnie. I fucking hate her because that movie is a piece of shit. I wasted an hour and a half of my life, and my when I'm gonna nuts on that show so just check that out rambling money podcast on tuesday i'm talking about sleepaway camp fucking with the uh, if, if you know you know uh, so you i guess it. i need to ask ronnie is really worth it jesus christ look at that show. she she knows she knows what she did i oh, think she down. just told you it was like the best movie ever just so she could waste your time <laughs> what she said it was to be honest but i i, I fell for it and geez. that's great ronnie Props I don't to you. <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> all right so i'm gonna right quickly segue in because i'm a working man gotta pay my bills all right we'll be back after this commercial break or right back if it fucks up um let's talk about you okay let's talk about you how are you? Um, where are you from? Where are you from? Ooh, originally? Yeah, what are you going to say? Like, oh, in my past life, I was from in Russia. From my mother's oh, womb. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's not go that far back. <laughs> so my dad, he got a little frisky one night. And, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so geographically... Where where do you say you're from? I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. 
Ooh, I love Nashville. Yeah, Music City. Boop, Shout boop. out. Yeah, that's where I was born and raised. So. So where'd you go from there? So I now live in Omaha, Nebraska. So now yeah, I'm in the that's not as good. I'll be honest. It's not as. Uh, <laughs> it's more stayed... livable. Like, yeah, it's true. You know, Very I, true. Oh my I god. I live in, you know, Manhattan's more exciting than. Richville, New Jersey, but I get more bang for my buck, baby. That's true. Rather than paying the same amount of rent for a fucking broom closet. But anyway, that's yeah. That was story for another time. So we had okay. What made you go from Nashville, Music City, to Omaha, whatever city that is? <laughs> so I did not choose to be here. What is Omaha known for? Well, we got Warren Buffett. <laughs> We got yes. the Cornhuskers, which I don't care about. Oh, just gosh. making things up now. I'm going to get murdered tomorrow because I said I don't like the Huskers. <laughs> um, Omaha Steaks, yeah. isn't that a thing? Omaha Steaks. Yeah, Kool-Aid. We created Kool-Aid, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're known for some stuff. <laughs> what a salesman oh. you are. I know Lady Gaga. Come to Omaha. We're known for some stuff. Song. Lady Gaga wrote a song. She dated some dude from Nebraska, and we're kind of mentioned in that song. So, yeah. Uh, you sold me. You sold here. me. I, I'm moving tomorrow. Yeah. How I got here. So when I was 19, I joined the United States Air Force. Went to basic training and. Funny story, when I was in tech school, which is like where you're learning how to do your job and stuff before you actually go to your first base, I got a notification Cheeky. that... Yeah, right? First not, base. Oh. <laughs> it's not that fun. but oh. Well, first base is not, because you know second base is where it starts getting fun. Right. Well, what anyway. if your first base is your only base, which is in my case? Oh. Isn't that what like nuns are? <laughs> so when I was in tech school, I got a notification that I got um, selected for my first base. And when I went to look, I was super excited because the base is called Offutt, O-F-F-U-T-T, Offutt Air Force Base. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to Germany. Like... <laughs> Because it's German sounding. My poor instructor had to be like, I am so sorry, but you're actually going to Nebraska. And I'm like, where, what, where's that? <laughs> He's like, middle of the United States. And I'm like, uh, I what? Is that like middle cornfields? <laughs> and so I came here. I did my six years in the Air Force. Um, well, I met my husband while I was here. We bought a house last year. We decided to stay at least for now. So it grew on me. So you, so you lowered your standards. Nice. That's Pretty nice. much. <laughs> just, just No, it's actually a great place to live. Um, good schools for later down the line when we decide to have kids. Um, what else? Decent cost of living. So housing isn't too bad. So. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm just shit. I'm just messing. And with you have to. Do. I do. But too. you do have to do. You know, you got. So whenever people like, especially for me, coming, from, I'm a foreigner. I'm a damn immigrant. God damn it. Um, I'm very an immigrant. You, <laughs> um, you, so what, when you go. Oh, I want to go to America. Where do you want to go to America? I want to go to New York City. I want to go to Las Vegas. Uh, no one's got. I want to go to Omaha. <laughs> hey, well, Peyton Manning seemed to like us. <laughs> true too true and Peyton Manning is a goddamn legend he should be if they add another face to that what the fuck is that called the rock thing um the president's no the 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 president's chiseled into the fucking rock and I'm blanking here MVP no, I don't know come on no, um oh fuck's sake come on um, you do a sports podcast <laughs> No, it's not sport. It's, it's that um, it's that cliff thing where the oh. president's faces are chiseled into it. What's that called? I don't. I don't. I don't mm. 
I would probably uh, well. Get it wrong. This is great content. Anyway, yes, he's a great man, and he is the only reason I watch Monday Night Football. Him and my, his brother Eli, Eli Manning, and- Mount Rushmore. There we go. Jesus, I'm so annoyed at myself. It took me Mount Rushmore. Yes, they should add. Ronnie saves uh, the day. Either side, they should have Peyton Manning on one side and Eli Manning on the other. And guess what? Peyton Manning is Tennessee alumni. He played for the Volunteers back before when he was in college. So, Oh, good for him. So he likes Tennessee and he likes Omaha. So I'm good. <laughs> I know I love Tennessee. I remember going to Nashville, and that was one of those that when I vacation, I was like vacation there. I went there for like a week, Mm. and I was like, "Eh, I could, I could see myself relocating down here. This is nice. I love Nashville. Expensive now. Yeah, it's crazy. Damn pandemic! Damn it! I remember I was because I was originally gonna was looking at relocating to Austin, Texas, Mm. and then pandemic hit and everyone's working from home so everyone's like oh i can move now and then the fucking house prices is like Whoosh. so i was like oh yeah. fuck that i'm not going there anymore yeah and i have friends that still live in the area and like they can't even afford to buy a house because like literally last year the prices were like maybe two hundred thousand, and now they're like four hundred thousand. so like some of my friends that are still back home are like I can't even li- afford to live where I grew up. Like, and we live like on the outskirts. And Na- we just say Nashville because everyone knows where the heck that is. But you know, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but we have a, we have a few hometown heroes, so that's kind of cool. Like people making it in the world, kind of getting famous ish. So and a big wrestling town as well. Yep. Um, one one guy that I went to school with, he's actually a professional boxer. So oh, I don't care about boxing. Boxing's shit. Professional wrestling, that's where it's at. <laughs> WWE, where it's all uh, scripted. How can you be from Nashville, Tennessee, and not appreciate professional wrestling? Who are you? <laughs> I, I just had to throw in that joke. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler. Well, he's Memphis, but he's Memphis, but still... Yeah. He's like a god to you people. <laughs> I, I know a lot of friends that did wrestling like in high school. In fact, my sister, she I'm just going to say she straight up she's a badass cuz she was like the only female on the wrestling team. They were like a few females females to start off with, but like they all quit and she just stayed and she yeah, she was just a badass. But so she yeah. had to, whenever they went to like wrestling meets she had to like face all the women on the other team i guess i if they had them <laughs> which oh, like no. she was the only girl on the whole wrestling team so she i don't know she, i think she wrestled against dudes too so <laughs> i wouldn't want to do that because that's, that's a lose-lose situation like if i because don't get me wrong the whole patriarchy and all that we can get into that if you want but obviously yeah. you know if i'm a man and I wrestle a woman and I win, people look at me and are like, you piece of shit. How do you do that? But then if I lose, ah, you oh, fucking lost to a woman. Like, oh, geez, yeah. No, fuck that. My sister was that. decent, though. I think she did a season, but she also played soccer in high school. She was, like, captain, and she was really good at that, too. But, yeah, she was I very mean, athletic. Let's be honest. Look. Fucking look at me. Betty White, before she passed away, she could have beat me up. Like, I'm not. I have marshmallows. <laughs> this is all. <laughs> oh, so whatever that, say, welcome to the gun show. I'd be like, yeah, check out these water pistols, baby. <laughs> yeah. Mine are more like, I don't, I don't even know. They're like the police batons that don't do as much damage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that reference is, but I like it. They're not even guns. They're just there. These are non-lethal police batons, baby. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Uh, All right. (laughs) Through the camera. (laughs) I have to be what on this? (laughs) This is great audio content. (sighs) You have to let me win, remember? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. You always have to let the guests win. Overthrow the patriarch. (laughs) 
fucking patriarch. Oh, man. Anyway, this has been great. That was wonderful. 10 out of 10. Um, what else was we talking Alright, let's talk about psychological shit in movies. It's because I know... So you, we were talking before we went live. You haven't seen Fight Club. God right. damn it. Have you seen... Um, have you seen the movie Seven? Possibly the greatest psychological movie ever. I don't think so. What it, well, what is it about? Because there's one psychological thriller that I remember watching, and I can't for the life of me can't remember what it's called. So, what is that movie about? And I might have seen it. It stars Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and a murderer who bases his serial murders on the Seven Deadly Sins. Mm, don't think I've seen that one. But there's <sighs> one movie I cannot for the life of me remember what it is, but it was like very cultish. Legally Blonde. Huh? Legally Blonde? No, it was not Legally <laughs> Blonde. <laughs> Although that is kind of... <laughs> it's kind of cultish if you think about it. No, it was like a psychological... Oh, I can't remember. <sighs> it's been bugging me. Anyway. What's in the box? There we go, she gets it. It's Mark in the box. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is where we're going now. So we're trying to have a serious, we're trying to have a serious conversation about psychological Ronnie thrillers. And you know, we've had a nice conversation for thirty-four minutes, now, and now Ronnie. we're talking about dicks. Oh, here we go. Blame Ronnie. It's all Ronnie's fault. So tell me about your favorite celebrity dick. Let's go. Well, I can't really tell you that because I've never seen. <laughs> oh, you should Google it. Chris Evans apparently he's got a fabulous one. <laughs> he was very proud of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Um, yeah. So, favorite psychological film movies. Let's talk about it. Oh. Hmm. I, ha I haven't seen any recently, but my favorite, it's the one that I cannot, like I said, for a life remem remember, but it was like a cult setting where everyone was part of this bigger government or bigger organization. And then there was a part where there are people that were outside of it or they got out of it. And then they were trying to take someone to the hospital that was also outside of it and they needed help. And they're like, please don't tell anyone that we're here because they were being hunted. And then as they were leaving, they're like, they're, the organization's coming after you. And they're like, why did you tell them? I can't for the life of me remember what the film is called, but man, it was crazy. Sounds great. It was, I, I'll have to look it up and try to find what it's called um other than that like i've seen a few of the perch movies i'm sure a lot of people have and it's since it's kind of psychological if you think about it but it okay there's some the, concepts in there but have you seen the final purge i haven't seen that one but i've seen some of the earlier the earlier ones i saw like the election year one whatever the presidential and then one of the earlier ones but. So in the final purge, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but uh, Jonestown documentary. Ooh, we'll talk about that in a second. I have seen that too, but oh yeah. So in the final purge, obviously the whole point of the purge is for like what is it, 24 hours or whatever. It's now outlaw town. Pew pew pew. Do whatever you want. Go nuts. Break the law. Go, But then there's this part in the final purge where they kind of have, like, it was almost like this fairground where people can go in. It's like, oh, if you wanna, if you wanna stab people, you take them into this room. If you wanna shoot them, you can take them. Into this. Like, it's a whole kind of fair. But there's to get there. There's a price of admission. And people are spending the price. So, I'm a, I'm willing to break the law by murdering someone. But hey, if there's a price to get in, I'm gonna. But like, I'm not gonna break that fucking law. Like, that's the line you draw. 
you're able to murder a human being, but I will pay my bills. Fucking hell. Terrible movie. I'd rather go to jail for tax invasion versus, like, murdering someone. (laughs) Jonestown. Let's let's talk about Jonestown. Let's go for it. Let's talk about Jonestown. So, yeah, I did an episode. Well, I did a two-part episode, two parts two separate episodes, whatever, about Jonestown. And I actually got, uh, it was like an article or like written testimony from one of the people that were there, like one of the uh, government officials or that was there. And I read a lot of their testimony in the episode. But uh, before I did Jonestown, I talked about cults and manipulation and compliance. I probably, I kind of did this build up into it. So that way people would understand like the concepts of Jonestown. But that documentary, documentary, I cannot speak. It's just, it's wild. It's crazy. It's all the, the stuff that the people there went through and, oh my gosh, the manipulation of Jim Jones and just his story. Like he actually started out different and in a sense, I kind of feel like a lot of leaders, sometimes they do. But I don't know if it, he started out different or if he was just putting on that face, you know. So, but he started out very charismatic in a church and then he started like his own. And the whole reason behind it was it was back in, I think, the 60s where there was a segregation. And so he wanted in a desegregated church where blacks and whites can mingle and get to know each other it's like the crazy bastard right which i commend him for that but i don't know if that (laughs) was that's way that's it right but i don't know if that was really his intention or if it was just the face of the face of one to stir like controversy and you gotta say something to bring people on board before you do the crazy shit Right, and a big part of manipulation is actually love bombing, which is like a technique where it, yeah, literally it's like, you're so great. Like, they make you feel, like, appreciated and loved and, like, all these wonderful things, and they get you pulled in, and you spend time with other people that are inside of the cult, and you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to live in our nice utopia and go to Guyana, and we're going to have a lavish life and live greatly. And the biggest thing is they didn't want to be ruled by government and things like that. But what they didn't know is that Jim Jones was pretty much their leader. And once he got them isolated, which is also another manipulative tactic, uh, that's when things start to shift. He also used like a we versus them mentality, which is pretty much like... um, a lot of cults use like, especially religious cults use like end of the world. Like, like we're, we are the protected people and everyone else out there is going to like die or whatever, or they're going to have diseases and we're going to be just fine because we're in our own little circle. And so it's like we versus them. And, and so he used that a lot as well. Like, and he ridded contact of like the outside. He did a lot of these crazy things to slowly, step by step manipulate these people and then it got into more mind control of he would only play his messages on like a loudspeaker of like his sermons and his words and it's just crazy like all of these things that he did and statistically there is not really much of a difference between who is vulnerable to manipulation which is crazy well, I guess you are can be more vulnerable if you are in a more vulnerable place, like I guess economically or. Yeah, I think I think everyone's susceptible to it. You just have to know right. the angle to get it. Exactly. Exactly. You like you see a lot of women who get into domestic abuse. That's like a great example of manipulation because what do they do first? They love bomb their partner. They make them feel loved, appreciated. And then they start to kind of manipulate them and separate them from their family. And then they start to control them 
oh, I need to see your phone. Oh, I need to know where you are at all times. And then they use fear and abuse to keep them to stay. Well, then they hit them and then they're like, oh, I only hit you once. It won't happen again. You know, I love you. And they they start to use this mind control and manipulative tactics to kind of get them to stay. And if you talk to domestic violence um, victims or survivors, they'll tell you, like, I loved him and it was hard to get out, but I had to. And a lot of that is true because at first they think this is a genuine person. And they develop these feelings. And a lot of times, like with domestic violence, it's not like a right away thing. Sometimes it can be, but usually what they do is they love bomb their partner first and make them feel safe, kind of like the way it should be, right? And then they turn that switch. So they make it's, you it's develop kind of, it's feelings. It's kind of scary, like how many, there's so many examples you can find where, right? for example, they, they, you maybe like a neighbor will hear some shit and the police will get called and they'll turn up and the woman is like bloody like they're just beating the shit out of this woman and the woman's like not pressing charges like what the fuck that's just so like crazy there's also women they call that women battered syndrome and the thing is you can physically see that they're beat up but also on the inside because then they're like well if i tell the police then they're gonna kill me Right. When they don't realize, well, if I tell the police, then I can get separated from him. But also, that's not always the case either, because it can be a he said, she said issue. And then there's evidence and it it can be a line. And then sometimes if there's like bond, then that person can be in jail, pay their bond and then go out and kill whoever they their partner was. So there's a lot of concern with that too so it's it's crazy it's a whole mess of a situation so i think i i think i talked about that a little bit too in my episode about domestic violence i didn't go into too much but it's like the manipulative tactics are all this they're pretty much the same and they don't always use every single one of them it really depends on situation, but a lot of them you'll be like, oh, there's that, and oh, there's that, oh, there's that. So, yeah, even, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of examples you could go into. So, I mean, we covered a, a couple of things about topics you've discussed on your episodes. And obviously, what I don't want to do is spoil everyone. I want to make sure that people, you know, go check it out. <laughs> So, for those that are interested in checking out What the Psychology Podcast, um, where can they find you on social media and all that good stuff? I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are like the three main platforms. Also on YouTube, but I just put my audio and sometimes pictures on there. Most of them you can find me. slowly going to get you to do video. I know slowly. You're like, I'm indoctrinating. Yeah. I'm going to manipulate. Yeah. <laughs> um, mostly the Jim I'm gonna... Jones of video podcasts. Don't be that bad. I'm not, even though we, even though. Except Nebraska... for no one has to die. Just lots of video podcasts. Even though Nebraska um, created the created Kool-Aid, I'm not drinking it. Like, it's not going to happen. Oh, I like that segue. That was good. That was good. It's beautiful. See it. Uh, but yeah, mostly I'm under the name WT and then psychology. Um, so yeah, you can find me on any main platform for podcasts on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple. Um, yeah, there's a lot I'm on. I don't even remember all of them because I put Spotify. Yeah, um, Good Pods, which is like a new platform too. So you can. Can see yeah. it there. Look, we'll be yeah. available. This is this will be available on Good Pods as well. Yep, Good Pod. Give them a shout out because I like what they're doing. <laughs> Fun so. fact: I'm just going to look this up since we're live. We can get a live update. Ready? Let's see this. So Waffle Box, Waffle Box. If you want to check this, make sure you go to enjoywafflebox.com. By the way, mm-hmm. if you are watching this, um, we are Waffle Box currently. Number 26 in the top 100 Indian podcasts. I don't even know where I'm... Because I haven't done... I was going to do an episode this week, but I 
I am taking six classes, and yeah, I am. If, I mean, if you're not committed, what's the point? Right, and I am very committed because <laughs> I have a 3.9 GPA, and I'm trying to graduate with the highest. I don't honors. know what that means. Is that good? Yeah. So out of four, out of four. Ooh, yeah, three point nine out of four. I can appreciate that. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> So I'm, very, I'm English. We don't have GPAs in England. That means nothing to me. It's like very, yeah, I'm trying to graduate with the top is honors. So I'm like very dedicated to my classwork. <laughs> but, and I'm, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to do for this next episode. I've kind of come up with some, uh, some ideas like um, cognitive dissonance. Because I hear a lot of people use that word. <laughs> and so I'm like, do y'all know what that is? Or even like gaslighting. I'm like, I hear people say that all the time, but they don't actually know what gaslighting means. So, yeah, I'm, I might dive into those concepts a little bit too that people use a lot. That'd be a good episode. So, yeah. Terms yeah. people use that they have no idea what they mean. Right. Or like, I hear like, people. My favorite one is when, like, if someone gets, like, um, sus right suspended on Twitter, and like that's against my freedom of speech. That's not what freedom of speech means, you dick. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, it's just a noise of fuck out of me. Or I hear people all the time say narcissist, and I'm like, do you even know what that means? Because because te technically we all have narcissistic narcissistic tendencies, although how how minor they may be. But there's oh, yeah, an act doing right. your hair is narcissistic technically right but there's an actual personality disorder that's called narcissistic personality disorder and usually when people say oh you're a narcissist that's what they are implying but i'm like you don't even know what a narcissist is if you actually look up what the personality order disorder is because usually that's what they mean when they say you're a narcissist i'm like you're uh i recently did an episode about that Idiots. but I'm like, mm, I'm like. <laughs> so, I mean, so we don't want to keep the people waiting, the good people waiting. So we just try to give them. A, so when, how long have you got into your studies left? How long have you got? Yeah. I so I graduate May, and then, uh, well, I just applied a couple of days ago for my master's program, and if I get accepted, I'll start in the fall. So. I'm taking the whole summer off from schoolwork. And so hopefully I'll have more time to dedicate. But yeah. <laughs> so when, when is there like a, do you, when do you think the next episode of what the psychology will be out? That's beautiful. Um, I'm trying to do it bigger and bigger week. each time. <laughs> Sometime next week. I'm, I'm getting all my homework done like this weekend. And so. I'm hoping on Monday I can record and then edit and get it out there. So, but I'm still trying to decide what I'm going to do. So I have a few ideas floating around, but I think it's going to be about gaslighting and cognitive dissonance. So love it. Yeah. That's, I think what I'm going to shoot for, but yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Um, so, <clears throat> Check KWT Psychology on Twitter and make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, and all that good stuff. Do it. Um, just to give you a heads up, FYI. So this this whole thing started originally um because what we was going to do originally and then someone fucking oh you know dropped the fucking ball <laughs> we're gonna, we was gonna we're gonna we was gonna do a mock draft of chain restaurants <laughs> and then the person was all like yeah i know i'm really smart it's like i'm not available because i'm going away i'm on a fucking cruise or some shit where this you know, is that what it was? Mm -hmm. Something like Amanda. that. Amanda. Where she was basically bragging. I was like, oh, I'd love to be on the live stream, but I'll probably be doing things. I'm not going to go into that. Um, yep. But anyway, so that's so maybe, hopefully, hopefully. when she stopped banging on a thing. boat. How dare you? How dare you, you know, divulge nah. in self-care and... 
I'm just going to keep saying. Banging on a boat because of the alliteration. I love alliteration. Oh, um, yeah. We did talk about that a little bit. So, hey, Katie will be back soon, hopefully, um, when we come back to do that. Um, just to give you kind of spoilers. Of, what's, so, what's your favorite? So, what I was thinking, because it's going to be, if it's going to be three of us and we're going to do a mock draft, you know. Right. There's only so many, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to try to incorporate as well fast food chains as well into that kind of thing. Because otherwise, because realistically, if we're doing five picks each, are there really 15 good corporate chain restaurants? I can't think of 15, personally. <laughs> but anyway, what would be... So what's your watch? Out of, out of whatever we're going to say, I can make so many jokes. <laughs> Go for it. If someone says Chick Fil A, be like, yeah, because you're real quick. You have a lot of come in, a lot of go out. <laughs> Ooh, like, uh... fast with your service. <laughs> the irony is that's a religious establishment. <laughs> they got the holy chicken. <laughs> so bizarre that whole. Like, I, I love Chick Fil A. I love. I love Chick Fil A too, but. But the the, the guy. I mean, I'm not going to judge anyone who works at Chick Fil A. I'm not going to. But the owner of Chick-fil-A is very bizarre. Like, it does sometimes make me, like, awkward. Like, ah, I want to go to Chick-fil-A. Uh, man, I've, I've seen, like, you know, when WAP came out with Cardi B, I've seen, like, a couple people make versions with, like, um, Chick-fil-A. Like, <laughs> like, one of them was... Um, it like it's it's our pleasure because they always say like they'll never say you're welcome it's if you say thank you they'll always say it's my pleasure and they are trying to say that which is funny so there's like one song where it's like it's my pleasure and then like there's another where it's just like a rap about fast service and it's it's just hilarious <laughs> i go down the rabbit hole of youtube sometimes but i'm like how oh, can you turn man, that song <laughs> It's just ironic, but anyway, awkward. So segue. there you go. Who the fuck? See, this is where you. This is why you come to this podcast, Waffle Box. You Do get it. sudden connections between Chick Fil A and wet ass pussies. There Pretty you much. go. Except we don't really go into that <laughs> in my podcast, but mm, when I think of that spicy chicken sandwich, mm. now you know what you're gonna think of. I get a little wet. Um, oh man! I mean, it is a pretty good spicy chicken sandwich. I'll give them that credit. Um, so Chick Fil A is that? Sorry, was that getting your pick? Feeling? Oh no, that need? was just a joke because. Oh. I, I mean, I love Chick Fil A, but I was just thinking more inappropriately of oh, they have so many customers and they're quick with their service and they're in and out like. Pretty much, that was just. Like, there's so many jokes I can make, like. Even Do some it, weird because, about. hey, if you, you can't be on a late night show and talk about right. <laughs> jizz jokes, I guess. Right. In my in my podcast, I feel like I'm way more serious. Like, I'm kind of funny, but I'm like, I don't really get too let loose, so. <laughs> it's Friday night. It's nearly 11 o'clock Eastern. Right. It's almost 10 here, so, hey. <laughs> um... I think we kind of made this joke with one of the others, but like McDonald's would be the one that's just like never clean. And then that's where you go in the bathroom and you do Coke. <laughs> like, that, Funny story. All right. That was I, what that reminds said, me. Y'all said mine or whatever. I said Applebee's or something. <laughs> so here's, like, I'll tell this story to end my show. So what this my is going back out. many yeah. I'm the captain now. I'm um, so one time, I went to I was visiting friends up north England, and as you do, it's like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. You're hungry. You're a little bit inebriated, shall we say? <laughs> McDonald's, yay! And I went there, and my friend was like, "Oh, I need to go to the toilet." And the toilets were closed. They closed the toilets, right? That's not that's that's the base of that story, right? Anyway, a week later, 
I wake up and I have an email from the United Nations. Yes, that United Nations. Oh, okay, what'd you do? <laughs> Basically, the United Nations were telling me, hey, thank you for your feedback. However, the fact that the toilets weren't available in this McDonald's is not under our jurisdiction. Thank you for... So I had reached... I was so... Apparently, in my drunken stupor, I was so angry that the toilets were not available, I contacted the United Nations. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, That's pretty funny. Like, well, fucking hell, drunk me is pretty weird. That's pretty funny. I thought you were going to say, like, there was, like, a murder at McDonald's or something. Like, immediately my mind went, like, where is this going? <laughs> murder at yeah. McDonald's. Just a very weird, uh... Murder on aisle five. That's where all the cleaning supplies. What's up what with my doing? mustache? Mine, too. I got, like, a weird... Yeah, anyway. I'll sort it out. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd like drawn on myself or something. Anyway. Uh, yes. So make sure, thank you very much for joining us for this evening's Waffle Box Late Night Syrup. Uh, make sure if you are watching the On Demand, uh, you're on Twitter and Twitter and, and Twitch. Uh, hit the follow button. Every platform has a different word for it. It's very hard to keep up with. So if you're on Twitch, hit the follow button, I think. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. On YouTube, it's free to subscribe, but only certain Twitch channels are able to subscribe, and that costs you money. It's very confusing, but it doesn't cost you any money follow. to follow this. Follow yes, that. Um, follow. Uh, make sure if you are joining us for the first time or listening to this for the first time, this is Waffbox. Make sure you listen to us every, each and every Wednesday. Uh, Waffbox, myself, and Kush Hayes are available on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible. Good pods, everywhere. all that good shit. It's everywhere, everywhere. God damn it! Everywhere. Um, and then coming up next weekend. Um, next weekend, if you are a fan of the um, Adam Sandler oh. movie, uh, The Longest Yard. Wait, what? What's what was that reaction? It just made me think of something with that I thought about doing or thought about talking about and it's the movie Waterboy. Yes. <laughs> and how, you know how the scene where he's in college and the professors talks about why alligators are mean and he's like, oh, you know, mom, mama said it's because they have no toothbrush and he's like, the Magdala Ogdala or whatever and it's actually incorrect. It's actually the Ami Golda that's the region of the brain, but it's just funny because it's incorrect, and that scene is just hilarious. Because then he tackles the professor. So biologically, he's incorrect, but it's just funny. <laughs> so they're both wrong. So really, what Mama said is probably more accurate. Fucking hilarious. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, longest yard. I had to throw that in there. He just said I'm saying there. I'm like, oh, I'm so. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyways, longest yard, uh, longest crazy. yard, um, which is another. Uh, you could tie that back to another uh, penis joke, I guess. Um, the longest yard. It's true. Every um, mile. Featuring Anderson. Yeah. So myself and Kush Hayes uh, will be releasing a watch along. So if you want to check that on Netflix from next Saturday, you can watch it and then pop an earbud in or something and listen to me and Kush talk you through the movie. That's a great uh, it's, movie. It's a great movie. It's probably going to be a, a horrific watch along because it's the first time we ever did it. So strap yourselves in for a, a very mediocre ride. But fuck it. Check it out. It'll be fun. Um, and then the week after that, more stuff anyway. I'm not going to get into it because you're not going to remember. More. But no. yes. Enjoy wafflebox.com for all the good stuff. Make sure you goddamn follow my girl Katie here at WT Psychology. Stop Check me. out Stalker. 
She loves it. Not literally. No. And if you are in the um, Omaha, Nebraska area and you're starving for stand-up comedy, maybe she'll be uh, coming to a a town near you. Yeah. I'll be in Omaha. (laughs) Before we we jump off this, what's what's your stand-up? How would you describe your stand-up style? I okay, so I have only done one show. Like it was like my amateur night, and it was my friend who, where he's part of ministry, and so it was like a clean show, which I'm completely fine with. But uh, it was my first time doing stand up, and I think I did great. I got a lot of really good feedback. One person even said, "Was this really like her first time ever doing stand up?" Because it seems like she's been doing it for years. But it was around Christmas, so I did a lot of Christmas jokes. And the funny and worst part about it is that they're all true, and they're about my family. So, yeah, I did post a video about uh, of my stand-up. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. So, um, I don't know if I think that, I watched I think it. I think I watched it on Twitter. Yeah. So that was my first ever. Me and my friend were trying to plan another show i don't know when he's always busy so we'll see but i i do plan on doing more stand-up in the future so is that, was that on that was on your twitter about the katie your i think so twitter. i can share on the wt psychology page too so yeah so if you want to if you want to watch katie lose her comedy virginity live Woo! on the internet i didn't do too bad i got a lot of good feedback Comedy at a church or whatever it was. A it was a coffee shop. T- but... Coffee shop. Hey, keep it... the best part about performing in front of a church is a forgiving audience. Boom. Boom, boom. But you know what? Hey. I, 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 think, I think if if Jesus is looking down, I reckon he appreciates a bit of blue. I reckon he likes a dirty joke every now and again. He seems like a nice guy. Hey, he hung out with like what people would consider the worst. So lepers, prostitutes, he loved them all. He didn't give a right. shit. Exactly. So and you're telling me if you say like a curse word, he's gonna be upset. No, JC, right. JC's down with the good jokes. <laughs> JC, oh my gosh, that brings me back to what we were talking about before the show. <laughs> JC, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Uh, when we're talking about Eddie cheers. Izzard. Anyway, cheers. Jeezy Creasy. That's my... Jeezy Creasy. The Mormons all from Mars, Dad. <laughs> We've checked. I didn't say it. That's Eddie Izzard. Don't. Although my favorite JC reference in comedy comes from Bill Hicks. You familiar with Bill Hicks? I've, I think I've heard the name. Where he's, he's like, he had a theory. I mean, he's dead now. Bless him. Bill Hicks. <laughs> But he had a theory about why Jesus wasn't coming back for a second. You know, his second coming wasn't coming back. He was like, because it's like all these people wearing fucking cross necklaces. So like, oh, it's like he's probably sitting there going, "Dad, they're still wearing those fucking crosses." Like that, I died on a cross. What the fuck? That's bullshit. It's like that'd be like going up to like JFK's wife or something with a rifle pendant. Oh my gosh! Like, like, why would you do that? That's so funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm a Christian, so I laugh all the time. I make jokes all the time. Like it's, oh, uh, you gotta be lighthearted and have fun. Like, come on. Apparently, I mean, I'm I I don't follow it anymore. <laughs> I'm out of it. But apparently, I was raised Roman Catholic, so that's a laugh, I guess. Mm. So, my step grandmother is a uh, Catholic. And part of their, you'll probably remember this part of their service, they'll turn around, shake each other's hands and say, peace be with you. Yeah. Right? So anytime I- fucking I hate that. Here, it's so awkward. I have a solution. I don't even know this person. Why do I want peace for them? I don't, they could be a scumbag. I have a solution. <laughs> I would always- Piss on to, you. No. I would oh, always okay. turn to my grandma and be like, may the force be with you. <laughs> and she was just like- 
like hey it fixes we'll it we'll just do some spock shit i can't do that i have to tape i just yeah i, I don't have spock hands it's my only yeah that's my thing that would suck trying to be an extra and that and you can't do that like oh i'm sorry you fired you can't have you on it's the right. show cut one second let me just let, let me tape right. this action together. <laughs> tape it together <laughs> live long yeah. and prosper well, it's a will, it's a way. All right, let's wrap this shit up. Thanks, Katie, for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. That's what you say. It's been a pleasure to speak to me as well. Jesus Christ. It hasn't been. No. It's been a, no, it hasn't been a pleasure. It's been an honor. It has been. It's a very honor. It's like, it's better than my accommodation medal. It's such an honor. You know, this is... This is why I'm not shocked because I was expecting that. You're like, I was expecting great. Yeah, I was expecting compliments. <laughs> yeah, this is what I, that's what I do. Right. So, um, yeah. I had an awesome time. We have to do this again. I, yeah, I love this. It was fun. Like maybe next time I'll we'll, we'll plan something. Right. Yeah. Rather than, sure. We winged it and we won. That's what I say. Right. Right. So make sure before we end this dragging this shit out but make sure you go to your podcast platform and search for what the stankology do it and listen to my girl katie here all right thanks for joining me at wt for psychology i'm at mr mike fish enjoy wafflebox.com peace out and may the force be with you that's it <laughs>